Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to call Brother Johnson to the pulpit. We give you glory and we give you honor, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to call Brother Johnson to the pulpit to bring forth the word. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift our hands and magnify the Lord? He's worthy today. Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. And the Lord been good to you. And the Lord been good to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He woke you up this morning. Amen. You are able to lift your hands, magnify him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. God is good. Amen. God is good. It's good to see everybody. Welcome to Grace Gospel Worship Center. We welcome you that in the house. Amen. And those that are online, we want to first welcome our visitors. Amen. Uh, Malisha, she's a friend of Leah Water. Welcome. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We have uh, uh, brother and sister Paleska. Forgive me if I didn't pronounce that right. Have her daughter with her, Kanisha, and her friend Simeon with us. Amen. Thank you for being here this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is good and his grace. I'm good right now, brother. Amen, amen. Well, we're going to get right into the word. I want to say thank God for being here today. Amen. I've been looking forward to this for about two weeks. Amen. I got something building up. I don't know if it's nervousness or the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, you know, uh, it's, it's good to feel nervous, but I feel a Holy Ghost in the house. And I feel like I got a word for you this morning, so uh, I'm going to get into it. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 9, starting at verse 11. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of this building, neither the bloods of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes of an heifer, sprinkling uh, the unclean, sanctifying to the puring, purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your consciousness from dead works to serve the living God. Lord, we come before you this day. God, we thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. God, we ask asking right now that your spirit would be with us. God, that you would touch our hearts. Let your anointing, God, flow in this service. And we're trusting you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to the Lord. A hand clap of praise. Amen. As you'll be seated. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And I want to title this today, Something About the Blood. Something About the Blood. Hallelujah. We all know and understand that blood is vital to our bodies. Amen. It brings oxygen, oxygen and nutrients to all parts of the body so it can keep it working. It carries carbon dioxide and other waste materials to the lung, kidneys, and digestive system to be removed from the body. It also fights infection and carries hormones around the body, and it does much more. And I'm not going to give you a, a science lesson, but we know that blood is vital to our bodies. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now, page turn. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Okay. Hallelujah. Bear with me. Come on. Bear with me here. Okay. Let's do this again. Our human blood provides life here in this world, which is temporal. The blood of Jesus provides for life in another world, which is heaven as eternal. The blood is spoken over 400 times in the Bible. The blood, when it refers to either directly or symbolically to the blood of Christ, is at the very heart and the core of the Bible. Hundreds of songs have been sung, written about the blood of Jesus. Thousands of sermons have been preached on the blood of Jesus. Millions have been saved, sanctified, healed, and delivered by the blood of Jesus. So there must be something about the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ is essential to God's plan of salvation. Leviticus 17 and 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to thee, an altar to make an atonement for your soul, for it is the blood that make atonement for the soul. Hallelujah. And before I get into it, I want to take us back to Egypt, to the 14th century. Amen. 1491 B.C. You'll find the people of God have been bondage for over 400 years. You remember that when they, Joseph went into Egypt, amen, he brought his family into Egypt. And at that time, amen, they were welcomed there. But we know that uh, uh, after a while, the Pharaoh that knew Joseph, the Bible says he died, and he knew, and the new Pharaoh did not know them. And so they were afraid that the Israelites would come against them. So God commissioned a man named Moses to go before Pharaoh and demand that he let Israel go. Amen. Amen. And I, I believe tonight that God wants to speak to the people. Amen. And say, let Satan to say, Satan, let my people go. It's time that God's people be freed. Amen. Amen. You got to remember that Moses had an encounter with God at the burning bush. God instructed Moses to go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, it's time 
to let my people go. Moses in a hesitation, amen, because Moses saying, God, I'm not able to do this. Amen. I'm not able to go before the people. Who am I to go before the people and go before Pharaoh and say, let my people go? And God said to Moses, Moses said unto God, Behold, I am coming to the children of Israel. And I say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. God wanted Moses and the Israelites to know that I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning and I am the ending. I am everything that you need and much more. You see, God is able. Amen. When God calls you, he's giving you the power and authority to accomplish that. Amen. God wants you to know that when he speaks to you, He's able to carry it out. Amen. And the great I am that spoke to Moses is the same I am that we serve today. And he is still able to supply all our needs. Amen. According to his riches in glory. You see, Moses' first meeting with Pharaoh didn't go well. Moses and Aaron said to Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord God, of Israel, let my people go. You see, I want to stop right here and say that if you are in bondage, amen, in, or in, by anything that's keeping you from being sold out to God, God is able. Amen. More than that, God will bring you out of whatever bondage you may be in. Amen. You see, we are serving a delivering God and nothing is too hard for my God. Hallelujah. You see, Pharaoh at the beginning was not very interested in what they had to say. You see, God had forewarned Moses before that. He said, I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him to do so. Amen. In Exodus chapter 5. Verse 2 says, And Pharaoh said, Who is the God that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let him go. Amen. You see, in, in ancient days, if Pharaoh was considered a God and every word was law, there's no one that could come against Pharaoh. So the Lord had to use, use him to discriminate demonstrate his own superior power. So you need to hold on, Pharaoh. You'll soon find out that God is God. Amen. Each time Moses would appear, appear, appear before Pharaoh and demand he let Israel go. The Bible says that he would, God would harden Pharaoh's heart that he refused to let the people go. God's purpose was to let Pharaoh know that he was the true God. Sometimes God allows things to happen in your life because he's trying to get your attention. He may cause things to happen to you 
amen, because he's trying to reach you, amen. Sometimes, perhaps, he's trying to change your character. He's trying to prepare you for greater things, or he's trying to save your life, amen. We often ask God why God allows a bad thing to happen to good people. I don't have the answer to that question, but I will suggest to you that when God knocks on your door, amen, you need to hear him the first time, amen. Because James says in chapter 4, verse 14, whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow, for what is your life? It is a vapor that appeared for a little time, then vanished away. Second Corinthians chapter 6 says, for he said, I heard thee in the time accepted. In the day of salvation, I had security. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day, not tomorrow, not next week. Now is the time. You are here today. Today is the day of salvation. It's your day to call out to God because you're not promised tomorrow. Those that woke up, went to bed last night, thinking that they're going to they're gonna go to church, didn't make it, amen. But you're here today. You ought to thank God, amen, that you're able to be in the house of God. This is a day that you should call out to God. Hallelujah. You see, the Lord's plan to use plagues and miracles to free the nation of Israel would not conceive in reaction to Pharaoh's rebellion. You see, God didn't, God didn't have to come up with a plan because he, he was surprised by Pharaoh's action. God is never reactive. He's always proactive. He had orchestrated the back and forth with Pharaoh's and the Exodus from the beginning. God knew exactly what Pharaoh was going to do. God is not surprised. You don't surprise God. He knows what he's going God knows everything. You don't surprise God. He knows your He knows your every move. You don't wake up and God says, "Oh, I'm." You shocked me. I wasn't waiting for that. God knows the beginning and the end. Amen. Listen. Four hundred years prior to the Exodus, Joseph prophesied, and on his deathbed, that God would lead his people out of Egypt to the Promised Land and made his relative promise to carry his bones with them that when they went out. So for anyone to think that you have one up on God, you're sadly mistaken. Because my God is all-knowing, and he's never caught off guard. He knows, like I said, he knows the beginning from the end. You see, each plague was a direct attack against Pharaoh's God. Each was more severe than the other. Amen. The plagues turned the Nile River into blood, filled a land with frogs, sent gnats. Amen. Flies swarmed all over the people, disease on farm animals. The people broke out in boils, the worst storm ever in Egypt. So many locusts that the sky looked black, darkness for three days. These plagues brought devastation to Egypt. But God knew that these nine plagues were not enough to convince Pharaoh to let his people go. Surely it had gotten Moses, 
Pharaoh's attention, but not to the point that he was ready to let the people go. You see, it wasn't just his pride that refused to let the people go, but Israel was his workforce. Exodus 11, verse 1, it says, The Lord said unto Moses, Yet I will bring one plague, one more plague about Pharaoh upon Egypt, and afterwards he will let you go hence. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust thee out altogether. 11, verse, verse 4 and 6 says, Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight I will go into the Egypt, and all the firstborn of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sit upon the throne, even to the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and the firstborn of the beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all Egypt, such as there were none, nor like thee anymore, it anymore. Even though it's not mentioned in the scripture, this plague will not affect the Egyptian, but the Israelite. Listen, I'm going somewhere. Just, just bear with me. But God had a plan to protect his people. He would spare the nation of Israel firstborn, but it was on his turn, not on Pharaoh's turn. It was on God's plan, turn. You know, sometimes we think we can negotiate with God. We try to dictate his turn to go based on our wants and whim only to get the door shut. Amen. People have to actually walk out on God because they didn't go their way. Amen. How many times does it need we need to say it's not your way, it's God's way? Living for God is not what we want, it's what God wants. But who are we to tell God what we want? Amen. Our overriding passion should not be what, what God wants, what we want. It should be God wants. Amen. God's way is the best way and the only way. Amen. God then instructed Moses that every house would take a lamb and kill it. The lamb that was chosen was to be spotless without blemish. This spake to the nature of Jesus, who was without sin, blameless, and without spot or blemish, morally and spiritually. You see, the blood of the lamb that would be spared, spread over the doorposts. Amen. Exodus 12. And, 12 and, and verse 12. He said, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will spite the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against the gods of Egypt, and I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, and the blood to be a token upon the houses and where ye, where ye are. And when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. When I see the blood, amen, there's something about the blood. Hallelujah. 
Because when God sees the blood, amen, he said, I'll pass over you. Exodus chapter 12, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Exodus, Exodus 12, verse 29. And it came to pass that at midnight, listen, at midnight, hallelujah. That's why you need to be ready. Because he said, about midnight. He didn't tell the exact time, but you got to be ready all the time. He said, about midnight, not at midnight. It could be before midnight or after midnight. Be ready at all times. At that time, at midnight, the Lord was smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat upon his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon and the firstborn of the cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night and all his servants and the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt for there was not a house. There was, there was none one dead. When the blood was applied to the doorpost inside, covered by the blood, but you were to stay in the house to remain covered by the blood. Listen, if you're going to be saved, you need to be in the house. Amen. Before midnight, don't be straying out thinking you're going to get in just in time because you never know the hour that the Lord may come. I think the pastor mentioned it that uh, last week that they had their oils and they, they were playing around. because They didn't know when the Lord was coming. But when the Lord came, amen, they weren't ready. Amen, they wasn't full of the Holy Ghost, but they, got, they were out there playing, amen. They thought they had time. You see, there's something about the blood, amen, that not one single Israelite, or the animals died that night. Why? Because they were covered by the blood. Jesus said, when I see the blood, amen, you got to have the blood applied, amen. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. We're protected by the blood of Jesus. There's something about the blood. You're protected by the blood of Jesus. I want you to know that, that you're protected. When you when you have when you're delivered, you must be covered by the blood, not just the blood of an animal, but by the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Hallelujah! If it wasn't for the blood, where would you be? If it wasn't for the blood, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Amen. John chapter 1, verse 29. It says this. The next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God will take away the sin of the world. I want to read that again. The next day John seeth Jesus coming and said unto him, and said, Behold, the Lamb of God would take away the sin of the world. You, you, 
you don't understand the significance of this verse, or else you would be standing on your feet thanking God. Listen, over 4,000 years, every man had to bring their own lamb to the altar for a temporary forgiveness of sin. They had to go looking out in the field for that perfect lamb. They had to drink it, drag it before the altar. Amen. But listen, John said, amen, God himself came down from heaven in the form of a man, the perfect lamb of God. Amen. You don't have to go looking for a lamb, amen. The perfect lamb has already come and died for your sin. Hallelujah. So you no longer had to search for the perfect lamb. The perfect lamb is already here. Amen. Just imagine, amen, you would be convicted of sin. Stand before the judge. You're guilty. Amen. You've done it. you sinned. Amen. The, the judge says, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to, your sentence, I'm going to pronounce sentence on you. So that day comes, you walk into the court knowing that you're going to be convicted. You're standing before the judge. Amen. And he's about to pronounce your judgment. But in come Jesus. In come Jesus. He stands up and say, hold on, judge. I'm going to take... I'm going to take his place. And the judge said, no, 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 he's guilty. But Jesus said, I'm going to take his place because I made him. I created him. I'm the perfect lamb. I'm going to take his place. Amen. That's what Jesus did. You are convicted. Amen. But Jesus took your place. His blood. He shed his blood for you. Thank God for the blood. Amen. There is something about the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was a perfect lamb of God. First Timothy said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of God. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, bleed unto the world. And received up in the glory. The shared blood of Jesus is a price of redemption and the symbol of its completion. The Apostle Paul especially focused on the blood of Jesus and his power. Romans 5 9 says, Teach us much more, being now justified by the blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Ephesians 1 7 says, As in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to his riches and his grace. Colossians 1, 19 shares, For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of the cross by him, reconciled all things to himself. By him, I say, whether there be things in earth or things in heaven, there is power in the blood. Saving power in the blood. Amen, amen. His blood justifies, redeems, and forgives. I don't know about you, but I want to be covered by the blood. Hallelujah. 
I want to be covered by the blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let, I want, let's lift our hands and magnify the Lord for the blood. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glorious God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, you need to be covered by the blood. You need to be covered by the blood. Jesus' name. Listen, you take a bar of soap. You can take that soap. You can look at that soap. You can smell that soap. You can stand on that soap. You can even taste that soap. But unless you cover your body with that soap, you'll never be clean. Hallelujah. The same with Jesus. It's not enough to know about the blood of Jesus. It's not enough to sing about the blood of Jesus. It's not enough to preach and teach about the blood of Jesus. You must be clean. You must be covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Listen, it's been over 200, 2,000 years. Just as the Bible said, evil men and seducers shall worse, wax and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see, this world is not getting any better. Society is more concerned about the desires of men than the desires of God. First Tim, Second Timothy, verse 3 Chapter 3, starting at verse 2, says, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. I'm telling the truth. You see it today. Unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, Love of pleasure is more than love of, of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. For such, turn away. Amen, amen, amen. Romans chapter 3 says this. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of your sin, the ways of your sins is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5 and 8 says, but God commended his love toward us in that while you are yet sinners, while you are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen. 
I'm not trying to beat anybody down or rain on your parade or discourage you. What I want you to know that the blood of Jesus can overcome anything to stand in your way of getting to God. Hallelujah. The blood that flowed from Jesus, amen, as he hung from that cross over 2,000 years ago, is the same blood that covers us today. Hallelujah. To receive the full benefits of the blood of Jesus, you must apply the blood of Jesus to your life. And you do this by what? Repenting of your sins. Being baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus and receiving the promised gift of the Holy Ghost. Once the blood has been applied to your life, you will know that there is wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. And saying that the blood of Jesus has never lost its power. Listen, man can live weeks without food several days without water. However, he cannot live one day without the blood of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go one minute, one hour, one day without being covered by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Nothing less than the blood can do this. Amen. Jesus shed his blood once for all. For all benefits and the blessing continue forever. There's power, the power of his blood continues forever. You need to apply the blood of Jesus to those infirmities that need healing, to the brokenness that we need restored, to the bungee that need to be severed, to that need to be cleansed of holiness and righteousness. Only the blood of Jesus can do that. Only the blood. Amen. We need to sing praises and thanksgiving to what Jesus has done and continually doing through us through the sacrifice of his blood. Amen. We need to proclaim boldness and power through the blood. Amen. Thank God for the, there is something about the blood. Hallelujah. This cleansing of blood. Amen. I'm sure and I know this is fast and quick, but it's powerful. There's something about the blood. Listen, I'm sure that State Farm, Allstate, Prudential, and AARP have all good insurance policies. But their policies can come nowhere close to being covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. You can take out a policy all you want. Amen. But when you die, amen, that policy won't do you any good. But the blood of Jesus, amen, will do things that State Farm can never touch you. Amen. Amen. The blood of Jesus, amen, has all powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Peter says this. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your father, but the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without spot 
without blemish, without spot. Thank God for the blood. I mean, I, I want you to stand because I'm closing. I'm, amen. Because there's something about the blood. Thank God for the blood. And Jesus said unto them, John chapter 6, amen, in the Amplified Version I'm reading from. And Jesus said unto them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, unless you believe in me as the Savior and believe the saving power of my blood, which will be shed for you, you do not have life in yourselves. The one who eats my flesh and drink my blood believes in me, except me as a Savior, has eternal life that is now possessed. I will raise him up from the dead on the last day. For my flesh is true, spiritual food, and my blood is true, spiritual drink. He who eats my flesh and drink my blood believes in me, except me as Savior remains in me, I in the same way remain in him. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father, even so one who feeds me, believes in me, except me as a Savior. Amen. We need the blood of Jesus. Amen. You need the blood of Jesus. This altar is open. Amen. If you need to be covered by the blood, amen, it's here. Amen. If you need something for God, it's here. Because the, the blood is all-powerful. Amen. amen. The blood is all-powerful. God, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the blood. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. We thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The altar is open. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory.
Is me straight.